0: Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast, where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Breath of the Wild is my favourite game ever. There are a few that are pretty close, especially since I've gotten into the Souls games in the last few years and just adore the combat and the design of those games. Not to mention I love game series like Persona, Uncharted, Xenoblade, Little Big Planet, Resident Evil and a whole bunch more. Ever since creating this channel I have made it my sole mission to see if any and all games could take the spot away from Breath of the Wild, because if I'm being brutally honest the game has a lot that could be improved upon. To mention some things that won't turn up in this video, since I'm going to try and make each idea a little more in depth instead of me just saying I want dungeons to be better. So here goes, here are some honorable mentions for things that could be improved in Breath of the Wild 2. Healing. I don't want to be able to pause and heal up whenever I want, though this is fairly minor considering the target demographic for those games being for all ages. What does hurt a little more though is how easy it can be to make meals when you get further into the game. Throw pretty much anything together and it can make you a really good meal. Of course people who play Master Trials are way more likely to master this system, but I think it'd just be way cooler if the next game is way less lenient when it comes to healing anyway. Even if it's just the amount of healing I can do whilst paused. One other thing that the next game could improve upon that didn't make my list is more in-depth side quests like Tarrytown. If you watch Zelda tubers fairly often then you've likely heard this a ton, but it's because it's true. Tarrytown is such a good side quest compared to the rest of them that it's crazy. I'd love to see more side quests that actually lead off to little interesting storylines in the next game, possibly building up the original Hyrule from the ground up whilst doing those side quests and one final mention is how the story is given to us. I'd love it if memories were incorporated in some other way and obviously weren't just called memories, but I'd also like to play out a lot of the story in this game rather than most of it happening before the game begins. Please do subscribe if you end up enjoying the video as we're nearing 3,500 subscribers and without further ado, let's get into 5 ways that Breath of the Wild 2 could make an improvement on the first game. Breath of the Wild's dungeons did have combat, I physically couldn't argue that it didn't, it did have some combat, but it lacked something. No, actually I think it lacked quite a lot, but I can't quite place my finger on exactly what. First off, it probably has to do with the fact that you end up fighting the same three sorts of enemies over the course of your time in every single Divine Beast. It doesn't matter if you're in Varuta, Varudania, Meadow, or Vanabaris, you're going to run into cursed stalheads. You will run into some variant of the Guardian Scouts and if you're lucky, you might end up running into some other enemies, but it's pretty unlikely that you'll ever see any of these different enemies. And there's definitely no unique enemies in these dungeons. Barring Hyrule Castle, the Dungeons in this game always feel the same down to the lack of variety in almost everything inside of them, though I will talk about that a little more later on. I want to return to form for combat in the next game's variants of dungeons. Divine Beast had excellent puzzles for the most part in my opinion, honestly if these dungeons had some other bits along with more combat, they might be in the debate for the best dungeons in the series, but because they singled in on puzzles so heavily, I feel that they missed out on a whole bunch of potential, and honestly the combat in these dungeons always felt like an afterthought to me. Like they had one month left until the game shipped, and they'd copy and paste the enemies into random places in each dungeon. One big improvement in this regard would be to section out dungeons in the next game with a mini boss or two like previous ones in the series have done, and make each of these mini bosses way more unique than another variant of an enemy that's already seen in the dungeon. Heck, I'd take each mini boss in the game being a dark nut if it meant cooler combat in the next game's beast replacements. Some better combat sections in dungeons and mini dungeons would be greatly appreciated, if you couldn't already tell. This has become something of a meme in the Zelda community ever since Breath of the Wild came out, but seeds, seriously Zelda team. This is the collectible you decided to give to people to farm 900 of even though they become obsolete after a certain amount, and that amount isn't even that high either. (laughs) Then after all of that, after all of the grinding to finally grab 900 whole coroxides seeds from a huge map and one of the most dense maps ever created in gaming, you're rewarded with everything you could ever desire. One of the greatest items that has ever blessed a Zelda game. Magic armor and Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD? Nope, not even close. You get what looks like Hestu's crap. Like this dude literally gives you feces. Honestly, if you had a reason for getting this reward then maybe it would be fine. Maybe you can exchange it for even more inventory slots so you could trade it for another unbreakable item. But nope. Instead, it just sits there looking pretty in your inventory. If the Zelda team does make another insanely long quest like this in the next game, I am praying that they actually make it worth your time. After recently doing Twilight Princess's side quest for an obscene amount of time all at once, even something like the Poe quest is worth it for the rupees so you can use the magic armor for longer. Even something like an influx of rupees or a cool new weapon would suffice. Just don't throw Korok Poe at me in the next game again, please. Okay. This is the final time I'll mention the beasts in this video, and I'll make sure this section of the video doesn't go on for too long since it doesn't really need to. Another reason why the beasts weren't as memorable as something like Hyrule Castle in the last game, along with the combat, was down to the themes. While each of the beasts had themes and their puzzles did actually play into the themes, with the exception of like, Van Meadow, the overall theme of like, everything was very hit and miss. Varudania opens up with you placing fire all over the place, then by the time we actually get to actually doing the dungeon, lava and fire is almost never even shown again apart from one puzzle off the top of my mind, unless you're looking directly at death mountain from the outside of the beast anyway. It also didn't help that every single beast has the same interiors in essence, the same colours and architecture. It does make sense lore wise, but you know what would have made even more sense? Let's say in Varuta, since the beast had been underwater for a lot of the time, the floors were constantly wet. Or if the floor of Varudania was red down to the constant heat, which could have even played into some puzzles too. Because of Varmado's height, maybe the floor is ice cold. And maybe some sand makes it into Vanabarus's main chamber. Just some thoughts, and I definitely hope that theming is improved on in the next game. Though I've done a whole video on this in the past, so let's move on. There are very few games quite as open ended as Breath of the Wild, truly it might be the game that gives you the most freedom of any other game after getting off the great plateau initially. No level requirements, enemies will scale with you, just go off, do your own thing. But don't forget to get shrines or you'll keep getting one shotted by enemies. Now I know this is a crazy thing to say but I want Breath of the Wild 2 to expand on this at least a little more and it seems like they are definitely doing that. We have an entire different kind of traversal on the way with sky exploration and our numerous teas that we'll see even more environments in the future. We don't know if that means anything yet but it would be cool if there's even more freedom in the next game. The best way to do this in my opinion is to barely point the players in directions to carry quests on. Or maybe there's a guarded mode for those who would like to see which way to go or something like that. I don't know, I just want to be set out into the world after the obligatory tutorial section in the next game, and I want them to try and find a way for it to be even more free and fulfilling when you first set out on your adventure. The Zelda team could surely find a way, and them trying new traversal methods is a very good start. It would be cool if underground or underwater exploration is also seen with this sky exploration, but that is a rabbit hole that I've gone into far too much in the past, so I'll leave it for today. Finally, I talked about combat at the very beginning of this video and while the combat itself could be the problem in this game to some people, for many others like myself, and so many that I've seen over the past few years, one thing that the original Breath of the Wild lacked was enemy variety. Every single enemy in Breath of the Wild had a really good personality though, so which is more important to us? Would we rather have enemy variety, or would we rather have enemies with more personality like we saw in the last game? Well I say is it really out of the realm of possibility to ask for both. This game would have been in development for around 5 to 6 years by the time that it comes out. I'm personally hoping that the world, enemy variety and dungeons took up the bulk of the development time. If enemy variety and personality didn't take up a huge part of the development cycle so far, I'd be a little disappointed to be honest. I don't just want the next game's enemies to be goofy, I want them all to have very different personalities and I really think that the Zelda team could have delivered on this if they're deciding to do a slightly different and slightly darker story and tone in the next game for certain sections. And I'm so insanely excited to see which previous enemies come back in the next game, could we see Redevs, gibdos, dark nuts, floor masters or more. We'll have to see, hopefully there's only around 7 months left to wait from release now trenders and weeks away from another trailer. We are almost there. These are some others' opinions on some ways that Breath of the Wild 2 could improve on things that its predecessor did. As usual, thank you all so much for the replies and if you'd like to have the chance to be featured here next video, then go and follow my Twitter, at Triforce Trends. I usually put a tweet up a couple days before the upload. Thank you so much for watching this video, if you enjoyed then please do support the channel by leaving a like rating and subscribing as we wait for more Breath of the Wild 2 news and you'll join the 19% of people who are subscribed, so thank you a ton if you do. The people you can see on screen right now are my patreon supporters, thank you all so much for the support, G and Jared Whedon are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons, now just look at the triforce coloured names in that triforce font. Thank you so much for the support guys, it really does mean the world. If you'd like to join them, then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon is in the description, and along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platforms, so follow me on them to keep in touch with me. Again, thank you so much for watching this video, I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you on Sunday. Please do, stay safe.